0: You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey everyone, welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and uh, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be looking at a few of the fights coming up here in 2020 and a few of the events. I see I got some uh, watchers on uh, UseCube and Periscope, so feel free to say hello Chime on in or whatever it is uh, you may want to do. Of course, we're here, New Year's Day, while all the others are taking off. There's no Ariel Hawani this week. There's no and Florian this week. Where's Adam Hunter? Aaron Weinbaum's here. OGs like James Lynch have been here. Craig Allen. So, thanks to you guys for keeping the MMA uh, podcasts alive during these holiday weeks. Alright, first up... I think the biggest story so far, the biggest fight we have coming up is January 18th in Vegas. If you ever heard of a guy named Conor McGregor going up against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Of course, this fight is taking place at 170 pounds. I don't know if it, Conor didn't want to cut. I don't know if Don didn't want to cut. Maybe. You know, Conor hasn't fought in a while. Uh, he hasn't made that weight. He's looking a little bulky these days. I don't know if that's going to do him any good or not. He may have a little too much muscle on him. He may not be efficient with his energy. Uh, We'll find out. And then you got Cerrone. He's had four fights at lightweight, I think, just last year. Alex Hernandez, Ally, Quinta. Uh, And then after that, just real quick turnarounds, Tony Ferguson. And then uh, he loses again to Justin Gaethje. So maybe it's too soon for him to make that cut. I don't know. Now, you would think as it was with Nate Diaz, he's going to be the bigger guy at 170 pounds. You know, I don't think Nate or Donald is really a true welterweight, but I don't think they're heavyweight either, or light heavyweight, lightweight either. So, uh, you know, that just brings the case for a 165-pound weight class, but that's neither here nor there. We have this fight coming up. I'm not picking it just yet, but I just, my instinct is that Donald Cerrone has the, uh, advantage. Like I said, if you are watching on Periscope or YouTube, feel free to chime in and comment. And if the comments aren't working, I'm sorry. Alright. Also, on that same card, we have Anthony Pettis making his lightweight return against the dangerous Carlos Diego Fiera. Of course, we haven't seen Pettis since the Nate Diaz fight at welterweight that was uh, good, well-trained Nate. And then the other Nate showed up, of course, against Masvidal. Um, but Fiera looks like a dangerous fight, so... I think Pettis just looking to get back in there. He's always a few fight away, fights away from a title fight. You know, I think after Fiera, he probably would go for a more well-known guy. But we'll see if he gets past uh, Carlos first. A week after that, we have a fight and a rally in North Dakota. That's January 25th. Featuring Junior Dos Santos and Curtis Blades. Um, that's a really interesting match. You know, Curtis Blades, it's really tough to see where he goes from here because he's already lost to Francis Ngannou twice. So, unless it's like an end-around to the title, like Joana Jacek got, without having to go through rows again, um, we'll see what happens. But he does need to win this fight. And Junior, too, you know, he's he's not getting any younger. He just got knocked out by Francis as well. So, we'll see what happens on that fight. We also get to see Mike Chiesa in his third welterweight fight, going up against another former weight, welterweight in Rafael Dos who's becoming really known as the welterweight's I guess I, I want to say gatekeeper. Yeah, it is the gatekeeper. He only loses to the top guys and, and Leon Edwards. So we'll see how good Leon Edwards is if he does in fact take on Tyron. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. February eighth, John Jones, just like that, coming back to defend his light heavyweight strap against Dominic Reyes at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. We last excuse me. We last saw John narrowly defeat. Tiago Santos, and Dominic put on, uh, he put Chris Weidman's light heavyweight title aspirations on hold with a uh, knockout going backwards. So, uh, you know, Godspeed, Chris Weidman. I'd like to see him at least one more time at 205 to see what happens. We will also see Valentina Shevchenko defend her flyweight belt against Caitlin Chukagian. So, interesting. I hope it's a little more of a barn burner than uh, the fight she had with Liz Carmouche. That's Valentina, but you know they can't all be incredible winners. And then this is crazy to me: Eiler Latifi comes up to heavyweight to take on Derek Lewis. Let's keep in mind that Latifi, you know, for his height, he could easily be a middleweight, but he's only five eight. He doesn't look like the biggest light heavyweight anyway. I'd like to see how that one plays out. I would like. I don't know. I hope it's competitive. Derek Lewis uh, looking in shape. I guess hiring a. Dietitian to lose the belly and stay at 165 pounds. So we'll see. All right. You know, if I'm not getting comments, I wish someone would send me a direct message in Twitter. I don't know. I just it's a, it's a lot of viewers to not get any comments. Okay. Next up, February 15th, we will have Corey Anderson and Yon Blockowitz in what could very well be a light heavyweight title eliminator. That's Santa Ana Star Center in New Mexico. That's pretty cool. I, I like that fight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I would think this would be a tighter eliminator unless unless somehow Tiago Santos or Anthony Smith come back into the picture, but I don't think either of the two have fights booked. I know Santos is going to have quite a recovery with the knee, so... Interesting. Oh, February 22nd at the Spark Arena in Auckland, New Zealand. We have a lightweight showdown between Paul Felder and Dan Hooker. Man, I'm looking forward to that fight. Um... You know, you think there's there's some top five impl- implications with that fight as well. They'd get a really good opponent winner. Either one of these guys winning. so. Leap date, February 29th from the Chartway Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. We have the fruits of Henry Cejudo's labor pay off. The flyweight division is saved. Triple C has done it, but without Cejudo in it. Cejudo had taken the light or I'm sorry, the flyweight title, gave it back. Says, I'm not fighting in that division. I'm fighting 135 pounds. Give me Jose Aldo. Give me Dominic Cruz. Give me uh, anyone with a big name that hasn't won lately. Uh, So it's going to be Joseph Benavides, Diva Cynthia will compete for the vacant flyweight belt. Uh, Good on Joey, Joe B. um, Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. He's been in that division forever, really trying to climb his way up, never giving up, so great. I, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'm looking forward to hopefully this flyweight division sticking around. Another interesting matchup at Walter Wade will be Mickey Gall getting some stiff competition here against Cowboy Alex Oliveira, which could be the biggest test. It will be the biggest test of his career. I think Diego Sanchez was formally, and everyone thinking he was going to walk through Diego, but, you know, Diego is still Diego. Um, We'll see. Uh, oh, and here we go. UFC 248 from the T Mobile Arena. It's already shaping up nicely with Thug Rose out of the picture. Like I said, Yuanajor J. Check finds herself in title contention against Zhang Lee. I guess you say the name backwards. Is that waley Zhang, it's Zhang Lee. That's how you do it in the Chinese culture, apparently. Uh, for the strawweight title, another amazing fight. Impossible middleweight title eliminator will be Robert Whitaker, Jared Kananir fighting each other. Man, it's a really interesting matchup. You'll you'll last know that Jared here. I think he beat Hermanson before that, uh, kicked Anderson Silva's legs out from under him, made him yell, I quit, or scream, or whatever he did. Robert Wicker, of course, suffering that knockout loss uh, to Israel Adesanya. You know, I have not yet picked Israel Adesanya to win because I always think someone's going to get the best of him. I thought Gaston was going to get him. I thought Brad Tavares was going to out-wrestle him. I think I did pick him against Anderson Silva just because, you know, I think Anderson's best days are behind him. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I see. I see we started a watch party here. Oh, this could be for, maybe not for me. Okay, sorry. Off the subject here. But Robert Whitaker, man, uh, I would have liked to have seen him and Kevin Gashlum kind of run it back for a, another title el- eliminator. Another fight that was supposed to happen, but it never, ever it never did. So you you just don't know. Um, but man, Robert Whitaker beats Yoel Romero twice. Now, here's another end around. Yoel Romero not having to fight Robert Whitaker again could be the middleweight champ if this fight with Israel Adesanya takes place next year, which I think it's going to. Um, you would think, though... I don't know where Darren Till is in this picture. Uh, I, I don't know that he has a fight, so... Darren Till is probably waiting in the wings, possibly for the winner of this fight or the winner of uh, the title fight between Israel and Yol, which means in a way he may have to fight Yol a third time after Yoel did him dirty twice and did not make the weight. So that is interesting as well. Now, I do want to mention I may be on a new format here very soon, uh, affiliate radio station. So I have to kind of mind my P's and Q's and watch the curses. So, uh, this will be a cleaner program. It's been pretty clean for a while. I try to avoid having to throw in the explicit tag on these, uh, these here podcasts, these here. Did I say these here? No. I shouldn't have said these here. All right. So, Whitaker and Jerry Kanin here. That is probably one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. This will test for sure if Jerry Kanin is for real, and if Robert Whitaker is, uh, still got his wits about him. Okay. March 14th in the Nelson nelson Gymnasium located in Brasilia, Brazil. Johnny Walker will look to restart the hype train against Nikita Krylov. Man, uh, Nikita Krylov. We'll see, man. I, I, I called it. I, I, I knew. I just knew. And, and I'm not the only one. I heard James Lynch as well. Johnny Walker had not yet been tested before, I believe, his last fight with Corey Anderson. So this is another test for him. Is he for real? We will see. They were talking crazy talk like he was already in there for the title. And No. Nah. No, no, no. Not yet. We will see. Alright, oh this one, super exciting. You call your shot, you call your shot, you never know what's going to happen. March 28th, Columbus, Ohio, which hopefully, I would like to see this as a double build kind of co-main event thing. I'd love to see uh, Stipe return in Ohio, fight DC, Daniel Cormier, but I don't know when that fight's going to take place, and I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Heavyweight, Francis Ngannou, returns to answer the call Jazinho Rosenstruck in a heavyweight showdown. We also see the return of Cody Garbrandt against Jafael Asanso. Man, does Cody Garbrandt ever get an easy fight? No. Top guys, killers, all day long. Respect to Cody Garbrandt. You can't look at his record by his record alone. He doesn't feed it, he doesn't fight anyone but the killers. And then Greg Hardy actually taking some time off in between fights, not fighting until March. Taking on Jorganis DeCastro and then Khalil Roundtree's retirement fight will be against smiling Sam Alvey at light heavyweight. Um man, I don't know. Like going into a fight, knowing it's your retirement fight, you're either gonna do really, really well or really, really bad. It just depends on on how you want to go out, I guess. Um, you know, examples of going out really, really good would be Uriah Faber the first time. I I, I think he's still got a few more fights in him after returning. We'll see after Pietro yawn uh kind of laid it on him. But we'll see, man. This is kind of crazy. Um, but Cody Garbrandt, you know, he's another one that's right in there. It's kind of fresh blood now that TJ's out for a while. He's fought him twice already. Um, you could see him fight, uh, uh like a Pietro Yawn, who he confronted backstage after Faber's fight. You just don't know. Okay, I right, see. This is killing me. I hope the comments are working. I know I keep repeating that, but I do have quite a bit of viewers and. Uh, we'll find out, I guess, kind of a bummer here, if they're not going through, but that's on me. All right, next up. Oh, come on, help a brother out. The last card announced UFC 249, Brooklyn, New York. If anyone can get me tickets, let me know. And Ally Quinta, you got to get on that card just in case something happens, you know, (coughs) because a real estate sign could go through a bus. We don't know. You could be right in there again for a title shot. Be there, be on weight, 155 pounds. This could be yours for the taking, man. Because for the millionth time, Tony Ferguson will fight Habib Nurmagomedov. Now, here's the crazy thing about that: Connor is fighting this month, January. Okay, this fight's not until March. Connor, if he beats Cowboy, can conceivably be on the short list to replace one of these guys as well. Uh, is Conor the type of guy to go through a camp and be on standby? I don't know. There are rumors that Justin Gaethje is going to go through camp and be on standby. I don't know. Why not make it a four-way title eliminator? Why not make it uh, Justin Gaethje? Conor McGregor on the same card. Training. Getting down to that weight. Just in case. Just in case. There needs to be a replacement for the title fight. That seems to make the most sense. But the making sense is not always the UFC's forte. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And how does this fight between Tony and Habib really play out? I've never really seen Habib in trouble. Maybe one time I thought Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, (laughs) Michael Johnson may have rocked him a few times, but Khabib does what Khabib does. He takes you down, you know, Dustin Poirier knew what was coming, couldn't get him off him. I mean, he told his corner, I can't get this guy off me. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, everyone thinks that Tony can keep him at distance, but Tony... You know, he likes to get taken down. He likes to work off his back. He likes to use his jiu-jitsu. Is he strong enough to do that against a Habib, you know, who's got that Sambo background, that core, that MMA wrestling where he just brutalizes you against the fence? Can Tony, can Tony do that? Can Tony save that off? I don't know. You know, and Cerrone had his moments. I thought he may have won that first round against Tony Ferguson. I think he absolutely did. Um... So Tony shows vulnerability, and maybe it's just he's just a weird slow starter. Lando Fanata kind of rocked him around a little bit. Funky Lando. I don't know. Tony is so unpredictable. His style is so crazy. His cardio is so out the door. It's insane. I mean, we'll see. Um, You know, it's going to be tough to make a pick on this, but with Habib... The hype seems to always be around the other guy he's going up against. You know, Conor had all the hype going in. Why would anyone think Conor was going to run through Habib and get a shot off? And, and you know, I don't know because it it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. And Habib did what he did and and submitted him, made him tap. And uh, I don't see a rematch going in differently. But Conor's sure going to try to get there. So lots of strange things. And, and the fact that the Conor's fights at one hundred and seventy pounds. He gets a shot at 155 pounds. He's just basically fighting a a fight where he's not going to cut weight. Donald, the same way, he actually will probably still cut a little weight. Conor may come in naturally 168 pounds, 167 pounds, whatever he'd been coming in at uh, at welterweight, like when he went against Nate Diaz. And don't forget, somewhere next year, DC, Danny Cormier, Steve Miocic will rematch for that trilogy. And it will be DC's fight. How do I see that fight going? I don't know, man. Uh, DC said it was his fault he didn't win. He didn't listen to his corner. Um, Stipe says he won because he's the better fighter. Just matter-of-factly. He hit him in the belly. Um, Several body shots, in fact. To turn the tide in round four in a fight that DC was winning. He just really had to keep going with that game plan. I I don't know what he's doing. I'm not a fighter. I don't know. I'm a fanless, baby. I'm a fanless. I picked the fights. I picked the fights with you. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this one goes. I certainly do do hope it happens. you got to think somewhere in there, Nagano's on the short list now for a rematch with either Stipe. I don't think DC fights again after this, but you don't know. Maybe Stipe holds out and something crazy happens and there's an interim situation. I don't know. You know, it's just kind of insane. We'll see what happens for sure. I had to check that out real quick. But... Yeah, there's so many things that can happen. What what if Junior DeSantos comes just rallying back and beats the brakes off of uh for of his opponent, which I'm blanking on all of a sudden, uh Curtis Blades. You know, and Curtis could get back in there. If Ningano gets beat by Rosenstreak and you know he ends around the title too. So many crazy things can happen. And then the welterweight division, somewhere down the line, Usman's gonna defend against someone. Is it going to be a rematch against Colby? I doubt it. He had a broken jaw. These two went at it. I don't think Usman's in a hurry to rematch him. I don't think he gives a crap about him. He's going to go against the biggest fight. And who's the biggest fight out there? I can tell you. He goes by the name of Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, what a story in 2019. This guy, I'm a hardcore guy. Well, I don't want to say that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a casual who knew who he was. I knew who he was, damn it. I knew who Jorge Masvidal was way back when. And he was not just a, a, you know, a prop for an Al Iaquinta uh, promo, you know? But tough dude. Really had trouble making it down to 155. Went out to the jungles of, I guess, Columbia for a reality show. Comes back jacked. A whole new lease on life. Knocks out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Knocks out Ben Askren in five seconds. Not Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I'm sorry. Knocks out Darren Till. He has a loss against Wonderboy. So rewind that, go back, edit. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, yeah. Knocks out Darren Till. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought he needs Ben Askren into an oblivion? And who would have thought he comes in and get, becomes the baddest M. Mamar my- 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 uh- uh of all time? Nobody. Not me, not you, not anyone thought he had the star power he did, except for a few people in his circle that knew him. What of Colby Covington? What if Usman can't go? What if there's an interim situation there? Who wouldn't tune in to see two best buddies, Colby, Masvidal, go at it, together? I'd pay. I mean, I'd pay probably for any of it, honestly, but I would certainly pay for that. And then of course, Tyron Woodley back in the picture. Where does he go? He could fight Colby Covington, if him and Leon Scott. I mean, Leon Edwards, don't fight. They are set to fight Sun London, I believe. I didn't throw it in the podcast. I don't think it's a done deal. They say it's a done deal, but it's not officially announced as far as I know. You know, let me know if I'm if I'm wrong here. So, yeah, What happens in that fight? What if Leon Edwards wins? What if Leon Edwards put such a big stamp on it that he wins? There's a fight out there for him against, guess who? Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, who would have fought this guy? Or Jorge Masvidal, who took some shots at him backstage because he thought he was disrespected. Three-piece and a soda, right? Three-piece and a soda. Instant feud there. These guys could go at it. If he goes through, if Leon goes through and obliterates Tyron Woodley, I don't know. I think Leon Edwards is probably the most underrated guy in the welterweight division. So much can happen. Oh, and what if? What if? What if the call from Kamaru Usman rings true to the one and only George St. Pierre? What if GSP comes back? How crazy would that be? GSP. Usman. What if there's another title holder here? What if somehow Usman gets beaten by the one and only Jorge Masvidal? What if in rematch, Colby the champion? Can you imagine the trash talk? Colby will rain down on GSP. GSP, the best pure MMA wrestler in the welterweight division of all time. Yes, I know Matt Hughes is there somewhere, but GSP beat him soundly, I believe, twice. I know. I know the first time that Uh, Matt Hughes got past a young GSP but I'm just telling you. All right. So wrapping this up, looking forward to great things in 2020. Can't believe there's no fights this week. I got to wait until the 18th. My gosh, it's two weeks, man. Two and a half weeks. But I guess I'll do it. I mean, if I have to, 17 more days until a UFC fight. Maybe there's another Bellator. Maybe it'll be Fedor versus... Fat Thor part two. What a terrible fight that was. I thought, listen, I made those picks last week. I thought Rampage Jackson, I I don't know why I thought he looked good because he looked good with a shirt on and then he took his shirt off and he did. He looked like Kamala from the WWF or WWE back in the day. He did. It was awful. So my bad for picking that. He says he's going to go down to light heavyweight. Uh, He would have to lose 60 pounds, but he's done that before. Uh, but he was much, much younger. So we will see, and I'm going to end it right here. So until next time, this is uh, Aaron Weinbaum, the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. Until next time, shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on aaronsayswhat.com.